to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave, joined as always by the other host, Ike. Ike, how the hell are you? Not too shabby, not too shabby. I think I'm ready to ready to talk some horror movies today. Yeah, I'm always ready to talk horror movies. Before we dive into it, let's uh, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, thank you for joining us and listening to this episode. And wherever you are listening, please subscribe. And if you would, give us a rate and a review on whatever platform you're on. And while you're out there, make sure you hit us up on social media and follow us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd, and the Slasher app. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, all one word, and you will find us. As always, a special thank you to Monica and Kayla for their support, their research, uh, putting up with us, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for all that. And uh, we will issue the first of our spoiler warnings right off the top. We do discuss movies on this podcast, if you haven't figured that out already. And in the process of those discussions, uh, we will spoil plot points. So you have been warned. Hey, I guess what? Have you seen? We got shirts now. How about that? I did, I did see that. We I do. Sure we have we did. <laughs> four designs out there. And if anybody would like to check those out, all they have to do is go to TeePublic.com dot com slash listen to screams that is t public t e e like the shirt uh, dot com and then listen to the number two in screams uh, we have our uh, podcast logo and a couple other cool designs uh, I think a little something for everybody out there available in lots of colors pretty cool things I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to order a couple of our own shirts uh, to have to wear <laughs> out to conventions and on the streets and uh, what have you but uh, go check us out support this little independent podcast uh, talking spooky stuff because uh, you know we're, we're out here on the grind, and we, we could use all the help we could get. Always. So go, uh, that's right. So go check it out. Uh, you know, this shit ain't free, man. There's there's there's, there's cost for hosting and everything else. So uh, every little dollar helps. So help us out. Buy a shirt. Uh, so, Ike, what'd you watch this week? You know, um, I watched a couple of things. I will say that a lot of my time um, spent in terms of, like, extra stuff, um, I was actually finishing up my uh, playthrough, my first playthrough, I should say, of uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, that, that came out uh, probably a week before last. So I finally got around to, uh, you know, actually finishing the game. So I, I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, otherwise, I actually uh, did a rewatch of Saw, the first Saw movie, um, oh. which might might be important later. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another theme today. <laughs> It does. Um, additionally, I also uh, watched the movie that we we uh, reviewed this week, of course, and I also watched a independent film um, that we will probably be reviewing next month. So I won't talk too much about it. Um, yeah. And then I think the only other thing that I really watched, um, I'm pulling up my list because I always have to write down a list, guys. Because here, here's too. a fun fact me about too. me: I I have the worst uh, memory. So, um, oh, what was it? Well, now I can't remember. So I'll let you know if I <laughs> if I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the movie you spoke of, I have not watched it yet, but I do plan to watch it this week. It's called Eat the Rich. Yeah. Uh, it is on. Go so go check that. Out. We will be reviewing that at some point. Uh, whether it is on its own, whether it's just a, a, a kind of a second movie we review, uh, we are going to watch this movie or review this movie. Excuse me. And, and you can see it for free. It's on Tubi. So go check it out. Um, I uh, I know the creator of this, right? The guy that wrote and directed this. 
And uh, he's asking people, just please go out there and and then go on uh, IMDb. He's wanting, he's requesting IMDb and give it a review, give it some feedback. He said good or bad, anything he you know he just wants wants to know as he develops his craft. Uh, so again, it's called Eat the Rich. It's available on Tubi. So go check that out. And um, and everybody might be wondering, hey, why 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 are you dropping this? Why are you talking about this and saying that you're going to squeeze it? Because this film and its creator was a. Uh, it's from Columbus, Indiana, our hometown, where we're from. That's not where we live now, but it is both of our birthplaces and hometowns. Uh, so it's a kind of soft spot in the heart. I mean, you know, for I'm all, I'm all about uh, anything, you know, from the old Midwest. Uh, so go check it out. And I, like I said, I'll be reviewing it or excuse me, watching it uh, sometime this before this week's up. And uh, we will be doing a review of that sometime, probably probably in May. I think we got some holes in May and I think we'll uh, we're going to do a review of that uh, in May. Um, I, I've watched I watched quite a bit uh, this week. Uh, I have, for whatever reason, it just the, the urge hit me to to do another uh, rewatch of the Halloween films. So I have dove into that, uh, and I've watched uh, through through the Curse of Michael Myers so far. Uh, the first one through that so far. Um, it's a you know it's a it, the, you, when you get to those first six films, that it, is a little bit of a roller coaster ride. There's some good, there's some bad, there's some shake your head kind of scenarios, but. Uh, <laughs> But all in all, it's it's fun, man. It's, it's that I Halloween is one of my favorite franchises, and uh, just I had the urge just to just to do a rewatch through, and um, you know, and and again, we will we're going to be talking at length about the Halloween franchise this fall, uh, as this year is the uh, the celebration of the 45th anniversary of the original Halloween film, and we're going to do a special franchise episode of that come October. Uh, so I'm just kind of gearing up. I'm, I always do a rewatch around Halloween, uh, the holiday. So I'm just I'm just squeezing in an additional one. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I did watch Basket Case, the film from 1982, which, man, that's a trip. It's a, it's a pretty fun film, but, man, the effects are a little dated in it. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see maybe a retake on that because the, the effects are definitely 1982. And then uh, on Screenbox, it, what came out, uh, it's a, the 2022 film Family Dinner, which I've heard a lot about online. And I watched it, and it was, man, it was a it was a fun film. I really enjoyed it. Um. I, it was a little predictable for me. I kind of knew maybe I, where it was going, but uh, it was a fun film, and I highly recommend anybody go check that out on Screenbox. It's called Family Dinner. Uh, it's it's they've got the exclusive rights to it. It just debuted on their service uh, within the last week or so. Uh, before we get to our game, I do want to throw out there uh, we're we're, we're kind of trying to trying to develop some uh, fellowship with some other podcasts out there. And doing some what do you what do you call it a shout for shout or whatever you want to call it right where where we give a shout out to some other horror podcasts out there and maybe they'll do the same for us just to try to grow the network try to grow the family a little bit so before we dive into our content I just want to give a big shout out and a big hey to the Well Adjusted Horror Podcast you can look them up on Twitter at Well Horror W E L L L Horror excuse me W E L L Horror uh, and they're, uh, they describe themselves as screen caps, trivia, and commentary on your favorite horror movies. So go check them out on Twitter. Go check them out on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, tell them that Listen to the Screams uh, sent, sent you. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's grow the network. Let's grow the family. Uh, let's make some friends, Ike. I don't, I don't like people very much overall uh, and don't have a lot of friends. But, you know, if, if a, a fellow lover of horror movies can't be a bad thing. So, that's right. Welcome to the family, son. That's right. I, you, you probably don't know that reference. That's from Resident Evil 7. I, I realize. <laughs> I, I realize that, but probably went over your head a little bit. No yeah. No offense. A <laughs> L- little vague, a little vague, but that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, so uh, let, let's shift gears here, though, and let's get to uh, to one of the funner portions of our episodes. Let's jump in and play Top 3. Top 3. <laughs> All right, on this episode, uh, I guess, again, I keep forgetting to mention up top, today we are, on this episode, we are reviewing the movie Cube. Uh, it is from 2021, is the Japanese remake of the 1997 movie. That's what we're reviewing in the main event today. So we thought for the top three that we would talk about our top three escape-based horror movies or escape-based movies, so to speak. Um, and man, I, I'll tell you what, it, <laughs> when I dove into this, this was a lot harder than I anticipated it was going to be. I mean, because obviously to me, that you know, when you, you think along these lines, the first thing that pops into mind are the Saw movies, but I'm like, yeah. I don't want to just have three Saw movies. And uh, it was difficult. It was really difficult for me. These aren't these aren't what I would call one of my favorite type of movies, per se. Right? If they're done right, they're really good. But it's not one of those that I'm like, oh, there's another, you know, whatever escape type movie that I, I got to see that thing. Um, so it was a little difficult for me. And um, I don't know. I think I maybe it may have went a little vague with the with the uh, description. But, oh, well, it's our <laughs> show. We can do what we want. That's right. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start. Uh, and my number three favorite escape type horror movie. It's not really a horror movie, I don't think. <laughs> it's more of a thriller, but it is tense and it is scary to me. Uh, it is from 2002. It is Panic Room uh, with Jodie oh, Foster yeah. and everything else. And Chris, I think Kristen Stewart's in it. Uh, again, not really horror per se, but it is a very tense movie, a very fun movie, very well done movie. Um, and uh, it's you know the whole the whole ideal of being in the panic room and. Uh, there's someone that breaks into their home and what they're looking forward to still is in that panic room as well. So that's what they're trying to get into. Uh, it it kind of plays on my, my borderline claustrophobia. Uh, it, it, it just plays up on all my fears. It's, it's a tense movie. Uh, again, my true definition, probably not a horror movie, but it is a thriller uh, it, that kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. Like uh, what do you, what do you think of the movie panic room? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love panic room. Um, you said that, and like I, I had like this really vivid memory of watching this movie. Um, it was at my uh, grandma and grandfather's house, um, the one that was in Columbus, the one that was over by the Taco Bell. I think that you probably remember that one. Uh-huh. And I remember we watched this movie. I was like an like an early teen, like fourteen or fifteen, and we all watched this movie for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but we were we were there and we watched it. I, I don't know exactly the the context. I just remember I watched it at her house. Um, but that, that that's my first <laughs> my my first thought is like this really weird memory. Um, <laughs> but absolutely, Panic Room. I feel like um, first and foremost, it, it's a really great movie. It's an underrated movie. Um, one of David Fincher's great you know good movies. Obviously, David Fincher makes lots of great movies. Um, but like you said, as Jodie Foster, Chris Stewart, and I believe Forrest Whitaker and Jared Leto, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, now Jared Leto is a little more, uh, uh, you know, on the nose. I know he's a little, not so great of a person these days, but in any case, um, the, the genre of like home invasion movies, um, I, I do think belong in the horror genre in some regard. Um, one of the movies on my list is actually sort of in that same vein. Uh, and I think it's an underrated subgenre of like horror because home invasion yeah. is probably like, I would say 99% of people's worst nightmare right you have somebody breaks into your home and not only are they breaking into your home but they're breaking into your home with a purpose and they will get what they want at all cost including you and the people that you're with so i think that 
that's something we don't see a whole lot in horror anymore. Um, but I would love to see some more modern adaptations of like that, you know, intruder genre. I, I think it's very underrated. Agreed. Agreed. Again, like I said, I, you know, depends on your definition. But to me, a very suspenseful thriller movie that that really kind of puts you on your edge of the seat, uh, builds a lot of tension. Uh, and, you know, there's a clear cut uh, pursuer and pursuee. I mean, to me, that's that is horror. Right. It just doesn't have right. to have the gore. It doesn't have to have. What what have you you know whatever people's definition are is but uh, to me it fits it I mean it fits the mold so uh, moving on Ike what is your number three favorite escape horror movie so this one um it, it you know it's it's I not that I'm embarrassed to say that it's one of my favorite but it's definitely not one of the best movies that I've ever seen um, but it's from 2019 it's the Escape Room movie um, so. Uh, yeah. There, there were a lot of movies called Escape Room, as I found. Um, when Escape Rooms kind of became really popular from, like, 2017 to, like, 2020, they, they pumped out a lot of Escape Room-esque movies. And I've seen a, quite a few of them. And this one's actually a PG-13 horror movie, which I'm also sort of – I'm always hesitant around PG-13 horror movies – just because when you slap PG-13 on a horror movie, you automatically know that it's not going to be as bloody and as gory as you could with an R-rated movie. Um, and the reason that they do this is because PG-13 movies have a broader audience. They can get younger people to watch it who can't go to rated R movies. But when this movie came out, I was very skeptical. But I liked the concept. I thought, you know, a killer escaper. I mean, that's that's a great idea. So you watch it, and it's great. It's exciting. It's very thrilling. The sequel is actually really good, too. Um, you know, as far as sequels go with these kinds of movies, it was pretty solid. I really, really enjoyed the sequel. Uh, but the original, you know, in a lot of ways, it has a lot of very revolutionary concepts. And it also really drives a, you know, I love escape rooms. But, like, what if I went to an escape room and it's not an escape room? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Have you ever seen this one? I have, yeah, and it's it's all right. It's not bad. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a great movie. I don't I don't think it's a movie that you have to be uh, embarrassed to like. <laughs> but well, uh, not not embarrassed. But it, 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 but it but it is one of those movies where you're like, this isn't like a fantastic movie. I you know, it's just a fun yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it does it does get panned a lot for whatever reason. It's one of those movies that I don't know. I, I have seen people beat up on it. And I don't I don't put any stock in that shit, right? I, I really right. don't because uh, perfect example, non horror related, right? Um, and I, I, I didn't mean to bring this up up top, but you, I know you and I both went and saw the Mario Brothers movie, right? Oh my God, so Which, good. whatever reason, the, the fucking critics are, are are panning this thing, and I'm like watching this movie, I'm like, what the fuck do the critics want? I'm like, I don't know what they could have done more in the movie. It was it was you know such a fun movie, and it had so much in it, and um, so I don't I don't I put zero stock in critics, I, I really do because, um, and I know that might be ironic for a guy that's part of a, a movie review podcast but i don't i don't i don't bill us as critics i don't think we're critics right. i think we are we are fans with opinions and uh but um because here's the thing whatever you know being a critic or whatever it's just it's just opinion right you're just telling your opinion on the movie but anyway yeah i, <laughs> I got outside right there uh but yes yeah, escape rooms okay i don't i don't think i have seen the sequel um but uh yeah it's a fun movie uh definitely you know fits the bill uh, to what we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> I mean, to a T. 
<laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, when escape rooms become popular, there's all these movies come. That I mean, does, horror does that with everything, right? Anything that becomes oh, yeah. popular, you're just just a slew. You know, oh, people are into sharks right now. We're going to make five thousand movies about sharks and shark hybrids and That's whatever right. else. I mean, it's oh, cocaine. There's a cocaine bear movie. Let's put cocaine in every animal imaginable and make a horror movie about it. I mean, you know, they 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 will definitely cash in on whatever's whatever's popular. Uh, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, whatever, but uh, sometimes the results aren't the greatest. But right. <laughs> uh, but moving on, my number two favorite escape type horror movie from 2016, it's Don't Breathe. And um, man, this movie to me put chills in my, my because they're in this home of this guy uh, who's blind. I haven't seen this movie in a while, uh, but he's blind. So the whole premise is. Uh, you know, they're they're trying to steal from this guy and they're thinking it's right. It's an easy, right? It's a layup, right? The guy's blind. We can get in, get what we want and get out and he'll never know the difference. But the guy obviously said it has some highly tuned senses and has uh, rigged up some <laughs> defense measures in his home. And uh, the, the film is very suspenseful. Uh, and this is the kind of, I don't know, this is the kind of film that really makes me kind of lean forward and sit on the edge of my seat and, and anticipate what's happening next. Uh, and makes me, you know, kind of stressed out and tense a little bit. Uh, so, and, and to me, we're talking an escape type horror movie. That's the goal, right? That is the goal is to build tension. Uh, that's the whole point or else, you know, there's no, who cares about the escape if there's not a tension there. So, uh, so like, what do you think of Don't Breathe? Absolutely. Um, I do really like Don't Breathe. Um, Don't Breathe is honestly probably one of the, I think it's it, it, this one's definitely underappreciated because there there is a pretty expansive genre. And like I said, I think that the home intruder genre is entirely underutilized in modern horror. Um, but this one, it, it, it basically turned it on its head because you think, OK, this is going to be a home intruder movie. Well, no, this is this is a well. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me kind of movie. Right. And in this movie perfectly depicts what I would say is a complete, a, a perfect spin on that tale. And it's a, it, it is a tale of depravity and it is a tale of insanity. And the guy who plays the, the kind of the villain in this, it, he, I mean, it's a perfect ad, you know, a perfect, you know, story of like this guy lost everything and, you know, he did something horrible. And then you're like, and, and it's also kind of introduces this sort of moral conundrum because you're like, do I side with the home intruders or do I side with the guy that's protecting his home? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And I personally, by the end of this movie, I was like, yeah, OK, the home intruders. I mean, not to say that they were right to intrude this, this person's home, but at this juncture, if they have the moral high ground, they need to kill this guy. They need to cap his ass and they need to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Again, it's a fun movie. Uh, one I haven't seen again for a while, and it's one of those I think I'm gonna have to rewatch here pretty soon. Uh, so, uh, I yeah, that brings us to our your number two favorite escape horror movie. Ike, what you got? So my number two, it, it's actually two movies, but but the reason I have two movies as my number two is because they're basically the same movie. Um, but it's the movie The Collector and The Collector. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I, I firmly believe that you need to watch both of these movies because so underrated. It, it really is. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't watch both of these, I, I just, I just think that you're really missing out on the long con. 
But Josh Stewart is sort of like the main kind of protagonist of this movie. Um, and honestly, I feel like this kind of gives sort of the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the walking, I'm trying to think of the word for it, sort of the, this movie walked so don't breathe could run type thing. Because this is sort of a similar concept. It's a group of burglars who break into a house. And when they break into this, this house, they realize, oh, shit, why, why are the, the residents tied up and gagged and being tortured? And they realize that there is a serial killer that's in the house that they broke into. And now they have to basically fight for their lives, save the people in the house, even though they were committing a crime. They, you know, they kind of flip and they're like, well, you know, even though we were doing something wrong, we need to now basically correct our actions by saving these people type thing. Um, but the collector is that first movie. The collection is the second movie, the sequel and the collection, in my opinion, it's like both of them are good. And I can't, I can never tell which one is better in my opinion, because they're both so good. And like you said, they're super underrated. Um, I never hear people talk about them enough, but like you said, it, it is, it's got that home intruder genre, the serial killer slasher genre, that Saul trap genre, and it's just all put together, and it is mwah, delicious. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And again, that's yeah, you're right. No one talks about these, these movies. It's it's odd. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if people don't they don't like it. They don't enjoy it. If the just the marketing, I don't know. It's 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 a it's it's a conundrum. But uh, yeah, great movies. Uh, I enjoy those a lot. So that brings us to our number ones. And uh, probably no surprise here that my number one from 2004 is the very first, the very original Saw. Um, this, to me, the, the, I, I like the Saw franchise, right? But there are some in there that eh, are, are a little more difficult than the others. But man, the original was groundbreaking. It was it was something that when you watched it, I mean, it, it was one of those kind of movies that when you first see it, it, it blew your mind. You, it's just uh, I, you didn't anticipate what, what, what was coming with this movie. Uh, the concept, uh, the delivery, some of the twists that were in it, uh, the the ending. Uh, there's so much to this movie that when you first see it, uh, you know, just knocks you out. I mean, it's just, it really was. I mean, to me, it was just, it was a groundbreaking film. Um, and it is, it, this kind of shit is scary as hell. The concept of someone doing something like this, um, it, it, or you know, being that person that's caught in these situations, um, it, 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 man. It's a trip. Um, it, it is. It, it's, it's, it's just wild. Like, and I know, I know you love the Saw movies. You're talking about rewatching, uh, which means I'm assuming that you just were here recently this week, uh, you know, repartook in the original Saw movie. Uh, what do you think? Absolutely. Um, so Saul was also my number one. Um, so the movie Saul, in my opinion, is one of the most perfect movie horror movies of all time, because this movie has. When I first watched this movie, um, obviously spoilers, if you've never seen the Saw movie, probably stop listening to the movie now because one of the best scenes in any horror movie of all time, and I sincerely mean this, is when Tobin Bell's character, which ends up being um, John Kramer, who is Jigsaw, he stands up off the floor yeah. because you think he's a dead body the entire time, and this recording is playing, and you know he's basically explaining what he did and everything else. And then he gets to the door and he's like, game over and slams the door like that is one of the most bone chilling moments in any horror movie that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, not only is that such an epic way to close out this horror movie, you have this music that's playing in the background that's like, 
you know, amping you up. It's getting your heart rate elevated. And not only that, you're coming to like this very, you know, very sordid conclusion that not only did they fail to escape this trap, this guy is now going to die in this room by himself in the dark of starvation or dehydration, whatever takes him first. And it's just like this very like chilling moment. And the movie's so great. It has so many great actors. I mean, literally just so many great people. I mean, it has Carrie Ells, who is so amazing. Danny Glover. I mean, oh, it's a beautiful movie. If I could go back in time and tell my, like, not, if I could go back to the first time I watched it, I would. Or if I could watch it again, like, the first time, I would. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and again, later this year, we have Saul 10 coming out. Uh, you know, that's, man, that's a, that's a big franchise. That's a lot of movies. And again, I mean, to me, there's been some wins. There's been some not so wins, you know I mean? That's there's you know, up and down, but when you go that long, I mean, you've got to try a few things and sometimes it doesn't always work, but right. like you said, man, this first movie, um, and, um, you know, and again, you, it, it, a lot of it is context, right? It is the feeling the first time you watch this movie of, 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 you know, it, it literally is, it's kind of mind blowing. And it's, it's, you know, it's got some swerves and curves in there that you just don't, don't expect. Uh, like you said, and that's, you know, that's part of it. It's that, that feeling of nostalgia that, that of what, you know, and again, you don't, you can't recapture that each time you watch it, but you remember, right. You remember what it felt like that first time. Uh, and it's wild. And there's, you know, to me, there's just handfuls of movies that do that, that really just really kind of, I don't know. I don't describe just this really knock you, you know, for a loop when you watch it and, and really catch you off guard for what you're not expecting. And I, I mean, this is definitely one of them. Uh, so there you go. The consensus, number one, I kind of had a feeling maybe that's what that, that might happen. I mean, it's like, again, like I said, when you talk escape horror movies, it, it's hard not to just dive deep into that Saul franchise. Um, so I'm not surprised that we both had the first one as number one. So there you have it. That's our uh, top three escape horror movies. Uh, so let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss news and upcoming releases. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. And we are back, and we have some news and upcoming releases. So, starting with the news. What, what's that song? Give me the news. Um, <laughs> so, so, for toys and merch, we have... Funko.com, obviously Funko is great. Funko Pops are amazing. But we are getting Killer Clowns from Outer Space. These are Pop VHS covers, Rudy exclusive, whatever the hell that means. And these are going to be unique collectible, uh, pardon me, comes in prepackaged in a protective case that can be hung on your wall or displayed with your VHS tapes. It's going to be a price point of $30. Yeah. Um, I know Ru you like Killer Clowns. <laughs> I love Killer Clowns. Rudy's, Rudy's one of the clowns. By the way, that's what that means. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm not sure what the VHS covers. I, 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 I need to look into these to see what those are. Uh, I'm assuming, like I said, it's uh, – I've seen the, the Funkos with the albums, you know, for bands and things. So I'm assuming it's similar to that where it's got a VHS cover with the, the pop and it's in a, a kind of like a display case. Uh, like I said, Rudy's one of the clowns, so that's who you know, was featured in the Funko. Uh, I do love Killer Clowns. Uh, you know, just like I said, recently watched rewatched Killer Clowns. I watched Killer Clowns. Several times a year. Just I love the movie. It's so cheesy. It's so fun. Uh, I do. I actually do not have any Killer Clown Funko Pops. Uh, so 
who knows? Maybe this will be where where I start that collection. So must be. I said must be the the first. Um, but uh, awesome. Yeah, I'll, I might check that out too. I do like Killer Clowns. It's, it's very obviously a great movie. Um, but I love that aesthetic, like that kind of like weird like pastel aesthetic that they have. Yeah, I mean, um, and the clown the clown characters they they lend themselves to like a Funko Pop so well. I mean, it just works. I mean, so so well. Oh, absolutely. So we also have some key birthdays. Um, we have Sarah Michelle Geller, who is the 14th there um, from Scream 2. And I know what you did last summer, as well as the Grudge 1 and 2. Um, I really like the Grudge movies. And Buffy. Grudge. Yeah, they and Buffy. <laughs> don't go right ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, I know we didn't put Buffy on the list. How do we not put Buffy on the list? I mean, that's, that's she true. She is Buffy. She she definitely is, man. It's been a long time since I've watched Buffy. That might that might be on a list somewhere for a rewatch here soon. She's oh Lord, she is Daphne. Oh, the live action Scooby Doo movies, while they're not horror movies, they kind of lend themselves to sort of like that like preemptive horror genre because they're like mysteries, they're monsters. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's such a good movie. I love the live yeah. action ones. First one's such a great cast. It really is, literally so amazing. Matthew Lillard, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, on the 17th, we also have, uh, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live and Hell Comes to Frogtown. Obviously, if you don't know, Rowdy Roddy was a professional wrestler, did some movies, of course, as they all do at some point or another. Um, just happened to be that Rowdy did, uh, you know, a pretty good horror movie. I, I think They Live. They Live. Oh, it's pretty excellent. It. <laughs> yeah. Love that movie. Such a great movie. It's also in a uh, one of my favorite non-horror <laughs> cheesy 80 movie of all time. He was he was in a wrestling movie called Body Slam. That is just absolutely spectacular. Such a such a great movie. So, so much nostalgia when I was a kid. It's not a great movie. I, I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's it's fun for me. So good. But uh, rest in peace, Rowdy. That's right. That's right. Um, and you know, and speaking of some uh, anniversary release dates and dates of that nature, we have on the thirteenth the anniversary of Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter. Um, so it was final chapter. Was that number four with uh, with the Corey, Corey Feldman? Um, yeah, I believe so. That sounds right. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, on the 15th, we have Scream 4 from 2011. Um, obviously, you know, Dave and I talked about our Scream rankings. Scream 4 was not exactly at the top of our list, um, no. but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad one. There are worse, I think. Um, yes, clearly, clearly there were in our <laughs> rankings. If you look at our rankings, there was, yeah. That's right. You guys, guys got to go watch your rankings. Um, and then we have uh, on the 17th, we have Summer Camp Nightmare from 1987. And I, I've actually never seen that. So I'm sure you have, Dave. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I've seen it. It's just, it's just your atypical cheesy 80s slasher type, uh, type <laughs> horror movie. I mean, you're, you're uh, copy and nope. paste of Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing groundbreaking there. I mean, it, it's taking it's taking place in a summer camp. So, I mean, you know, they're like, oh, hey, uh, Jason did it. Hey, we can do it, too. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Still, still fun though. So you know, check it out. Of course, yeah. All those '80s movies are always still fun, even if they are copy and paste. They're still a lot of fun. A little couple some differences here and there, of course. Um, and we do unfortunately have an in memoriam. On the eighth, we lost Michael Lerner, who was in Tales from the Crypt, um, The Omen Four. Um, and, and upon looking him up, I do recognize him. Um, but I recognize him from Elf. Uh, weirdly yeah. enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was in lots of things, lots of things. These are just kind of some of the horror-specific type deals. But, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a character actor, did lots of lots of things. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he passed away. So, 
Absolutely. Aged 81. So definitely had a long life, long, long career. So, um, you know, may he rest in peace, of course. Um, and some other news. We also have Winnie the Pooh, pardon me, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Blood and Honey, now available on video on demand on Amazon Prime. Um, we, this one was one of those movies that we tried to watch, but we couldn't yeah. quite catch it. Oh. Um, so maybe next month when we have a gap. Maybe we can. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets knocked a lot. Right. I see it online. A lot of people hate it. But I'm like, I don't you know what? <laughs> it sounds cheesy enough that I want to watch it. I, I really want to watch this thing. Um, so, but yeah, it is, it's, it's right now it's exclusive to Amazon prime. So, uh, hmm. it'll have to be rented or bought that way, but, uh, who knows what will happen in the future, but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a review on that when we have some, have some holes in the future. We shall see. Um, we also have stranger things animated. It has been in development for Netflix, um, is going to be released after the final season of stranger things. Uh, for those who don't know, I think that we're on season four, there will be a fifth season. So this will come. Uh, after the fifth season. Um, and as a side note, congratulations to Millie Bobby Brown, who is engaged to uh, Jake uh, Bongiovi. Bongiovi. That's, <laughs> That's John right. Bongiovi's son. Such a such a weird uh, such a weird connection. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't I actually didn't know that Bongiovi had children to begin with, so yeah, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> what would it be like to go to a family holiday and there's John Bongiovi, you know, carving the turkey? I mean, come on. Right. How cool <laughs> oh, is that? Lord. I'm sure I'm sure that'd be amazing. Oh, Lord. But anyways, um, we also have some news that uh, American Horror Story season 12 is obviously in production. Uh, I think American Horror Story is going to be one of those reoccurring things that we see for years to come. Uh, but we do have some news that we have a couple of uh, additions to this season. We have Emma Roberts and an interesting addition is Kim Kardashian. Um, yeah. I've never really seen her act, I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think she really does. Um, well, I mean, I, if you want to call her, I mean, her reality show was, was fake as hell. So, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, there you go. But I, I, I do not like the Kardashians, right? But here's my thing. Sometimes when I, you take someone that I really don't like and you put them in a, a, a different setting like this, it, it sometimes works. And it, it sometimes, you know, it's just the same concept of sometimes the nicest guys in Hollywood that play these great, iconic, fun characters – they make the best villains in movies and right. TV. And so I, I, I'm curious to see, because, again, I don't like Kim Kardashian. I don't suspect she's going to have a major role, per se. But, uh, again, sometimes when you take someone out of context and put them in something like this, sometimes sometimes it clicks and, and you get a little you can capture a little magic there. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, and I agree. Definitely. Sometimes you, you get kind of those like, you know, surprising, like, wow, they, they weren't that bad, were they? So I will hold uh, withhold judgment until we uh, we actually get to see that season. I've actually not watched the most recent season yet, so I need to still need to watch that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in any case, uh, we do have some upcoming releases, um, of course. We have The Pope's Exorcist, um, April 14th in theaters. This is inspired by actual file, files pardon me, of Father Gabriel Morth, the chief exorcist of the Vatican. The Pope's Exorcist follows Morth as he investigates a young boy's terrifying possession and ends up uncovering a centuries-old conspiracy the Vatican has desperately tried to keep secret. It is starring Russell Crowe, um, as well as many other folks, of course, um, I'm actually kind of excited for this movie. I think I, I, I won't be able to go watch it in theaters just because there's so much stuff that I want to watch that's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, but I definitely will catch this on streaming as soon as it is streaming. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, this is one of those movies that you know was definitely in the running for us to do a review on. But again, yeah. April has been so jam-packed. 
it's like, well, you know, kind of something had to give. Uh, so, but it's definitely something that, you know, I'll watch when it comes to streaming and, uh, and, and, you know, if, even if we don't do a full review, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit here on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we also have what we're going to be reviewing, I believe next week, which is right. Renfield, which comes out on the 14th as well, um, in theaters, I should say, in this modern monster tale of, pardon me, monster, modern monster tale, that's a tongue twister, <laughs> of Dracula's loyal servant, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula. Renfield is forced to procure his master's prey and to do his every bidding. Um, no matter how debased, that's such a weird word. Uh, but now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield is ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. If only he can figure out a way to end this codependency. Now, obviously, I'm super excited for Renfield. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've got my wife on board. She's kind of excited now too. She thinks it's going to be cool. But you know, we have Nicholas Holt, we have Nicholas Cage, we have Aquafina, mm-hmm. the, the the living legend Aquafina, <laughs> and of course uh, Ben Schwartz, uh, who. Yeah. It's funny. He, weird, he he literally voices Sonic the Hedgehog first and foremost. Yeah. But he's also John Ralphio in Parks and Recreation. I'm just like, yeah. He, 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 he like essentially plays the same character in almost everything he's in, pretty much. And it's he's so he's so funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm super I'm super stoked. I mean, I like Nicolas Cage and man, any any take on Universal and uh, you know Dracula or whatever, I'm 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 there. Uh, so and I I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this. That, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm almost positive they will be excited because it is Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am super excited. And uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll talk all about this and review it next episode. But uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Can't wait. I'll be going to watch it this weekend, this coming weekend. That's right. Holla. All right. We also have two more uh, movies that are actually on demand as we speak. Well, soon, not as we speak. I take that back. Nefarious uh, is April 14th will be on Peacock and on demand. Um, so, of course, Peacock, it's a streaming service. Subscribe to it. It's actually I, I like Peacock personally. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the day of the scheduled execution, a convicted serial killer gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims he is a demon and further claims that before their time is over, the psychiatrist will commit three murders of his own. This is starring Sean Patrick Flannery from Saw 3D and Jordan Belfry from Don't Look at the Demon. I've never heard of this, but I will probably watch this. It seems seems up my alley. Yeah, sounds fun. I mean, we, we I think it was last episode we spoke. You know, hey, throw a demon possession in there. I'm I'm good. I'll, I'll watch that thing. And uh, <laughs> this, uh, you know, this sounds fun. Sounds u- kind of a unique take on it. And and we'll see. I'm I'm, I'm down. That's right. Throw a demon possession in there. We're good. Um, and then we also have uh, speaking of bears. Uh, Night of the Killer Bears, available on Vudu. There we go, talking about when something's popular, here we go. (laughs) That's right. After not seeing each other for a very long time, five teenage friends living in the city of Bangkok go on a vacation together, staying at a quiet resort isolated from the city. Things take a dark turn when it's revealed each of them have hidden secrets and unbeknownst to the group, there is someone observing them. When one of them ends up brutally murdered, paranoia and distrust surrounds the group, motivating each remaining member to accuse each other of being the murderer or considering the possibility that the real murderer is the unseen presence observing them and that they are all in danger. Uh, I did not hear anything about no. bears. So that. maybe I'll take that back. Maybe maybe bears is metaphorical here or something for some reason. I don't I don't know. Unless the what's observing them is a bear. Uh, but uh <laughs> I don't know. I heard no mention of wildlife there, so I take back what I said before. Perhaps this is not 
Uh, just a uh, <laughs> cash in on the cocaine bear. Cash success. in on cocaine bear. I apologize. The night of the killer bears. I apologize. I apologize. Um, and then also, if you guys are wanting something else, you're just like, man, I need, I, I need, man, I need something. I need another hit until I can see Renfield. Um, check out on Netflix. I've actually seen this movie. Why? This is the movie I forgot to say that I watched. Um, funnily enough. So in 2019, uh, a movie called I See You came out, but it has been trending because it is on Netflix now. Uh, but this is a movie that starts as a search for a missing child that finds a malicious presence at its heart. Um, it's actually more of a thriller. I would definitely put it more towards the thriller category than like a horror movie. Um, but this movie is actually really good. So if you need something to hold you over, check out I See You on Netflix. Have you have you happened to watch this, Dave? No, I have not. Um, I'll, I'll check it out. Sounds fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, don't uh, don't forget, like we have breaking news. About HBO Max and uh, oh Discovery my God. Plus. How could I? How could I forget? Oh my I hear, God! I hear the little ticker tape noise, you know, going off in the background. So that's right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so we've actually been hearing this for I would say about a year now. I remember hearing about this uh, in 2022, and I think that they had intended to launch this before now, but I think they're finally getting around to it, and I'm actually pretty excited. So HBO Max and Discovery Plus are merging to form one app called Max. This will launch on May 23rd. Now, obviously, um, this is of interest because there will be some development on a new series set in the Conjuring universe. Um, And as most people know, the Discovery Plus platform does a lot of paranormal stuff. Um, They actually did a, a little biopic of uh, Ed Moran Warren when the uh, latest Conjuring movie came out. And then, of course, uh, HBO Max is the home of all of the Conjuring franchise for the most part. So um, I think this will be a pretty good, um, you know, merge. Um, I'm pretty excited how, you know, going from yeah. two apps down to one. <laughs> yeah. And, and when they had the deal that, you know, made the announcement here recently, I mean, they've talked, there's a bit of slew of announcements about this, you know, they're ve- developing this and developing that. And there's, just all kinds of cool stuff like coming for different people and whatever else. But the, you know, the kind of the one that, that, that hits on our topic here in horror was that, uh, yeah, they're saying that there are going to be a series uh, set in the conjuring universe. Now we don't know what that means. Uh, I don't, I don't foresee that it'll be about the warrants maybe specifically that it'll be kind of adjacent, but uh, you never know. I mean, they, 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 I'm sure they'll tie into it. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll, you know, I'm all about, you know, let's get some, I mean, I mean, we've got, you know, the, a new Conjuring movie is supposed to be coming out and everything else. I mean, that, that universe is just growing uh, like crazy. So uh, it's fun. I'm all about, you know, we, we talked about this recently that, you know, horror needs to dive into the series more and, and yep. start doing some of these series. And here we go. Uh, this is this is an example. Let's see what happens. And uh, hopefully it does well and, and opens up some production company eyes. Absolutely. But I think that pretty much wraps it up for, uh, you know, news and upcoming releases. So no more news for you. However, however, after the break, we are going to jump into our review of Cube from 2021. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we're back here on Listen to Their Screams, and it is review time. And we are going to discuss Cube from 2021, a remake of a 1997 movie that has a strong cult following. Uh, this movie is available on uh, video on demand and also on Screenbox. 
a platform that we love and support here. Uh, you can check it out there. It is a group of strangers wake in a mysterious room inscribed with a unfamiliar code. Looking for ways to escape, they discover the room is riddled with lethal traps. And as fear and distress swirl around them, the group must work together to survive. Now, in the in the essence of clarity here, I have not seen the original 1997 movie. Like, have you seen it? I, I, so I have, but it's been a super long time. And I'm so sorry, I have to say it. Um, in the original, there's an actor, Julian Richings, um, who is a Supernatural alum uh, who plays oh. Death in the uh, Supernatural. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's Sorry, that, that was my little tidbit. I, we have to always mention Supernatural alum. Hell yeah, we so do. I, so I have seen the 1997 Cube. However, it has been a super long time, as in probably more than 10 years. So. Yeah, I mean, I've not. And I again, I, I do know people... People say, hey, it's kind of underrated. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun movie or whatever else, but I've not seen it. I, now, I did see some early reviews and stuff on Cube, and and one of them I read, they stated that the, the Japanese take was a, a, a slight improvement on the original. Uh, I'm here to call bullshit on that <laughs> because <laughs> I don't. I don't see how to be frank. I, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy the remake and, and I, I apologize to Screenbox. I apologize to those that made it. Um, and let me tell you why it, the movie was, it was shot. Great. Right. It was the acting was acting was fine, but um, the movie just moved so slow for me. It didn't feel like the tension built uh, that you would, that you would anticipate in a movie where they're, you know, captured in these rooms and, and going from room to room and, and trying to avoid these traps. Um, I just felt like it, it really had too many down periods in between where it, that tension wore off and then it just didn't build up to the, I don't know, it didn't build up to the next level uh, well enough. And on the same token, it just, it didn't have a rhythm, right? The characters didn't develop. I didn't really, I wasn't invested. I didn't really care if anybody died because I didn't, I didn't have any investment in these characters. Um, you know, I mean, the, you know, when I was a kid who was like 13, you know, there was that part where he's like, oh, don't kill the kid. You know, just because he's a kid. But uh, I don't know. The movie was just a little plotting for me. Uh, it, it didn't really develop the way that I would would hope a movie like this, you know, for being this escape based, you know, captured type movie. Uh, the amount of tension it should build. It just I mean, yeah, some of the traps were kind of cool, you know, and, 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 you know, there were, I think, lasers and the different things and the the the, the saw blades and, or the saw wire or what do you want to call it? You know, which one call it that razor that was sound activated. And there was a loud noise. Um, and, and I don't know, but I don't know. It just, it just didn't, it kind of drug for me. Like what you think? Yeah. So I, I'm a huge proponent of, uh, of foreign films, especially foreign horror movies. I, I've watched so many that are so good. And when I was watching this movie, you know, there, there were some positives, you know, like Dave said, the, the traps and some of the um, creative elements were actually really great. Um, some of the traps were interesting. They were, you know, triggered in interesting fashions, um, you know, and, and the movie opened up, I would say, in a really great way. It opens up with this guy just getting impaled with like a like a hollowed out square like bar type thing. And it just yeah. like cuts out a chunk of him. Um, and quite frankly, it, it started out and I was like, wow, this is going to be great. And then it kind of slowed down from there. Uh, significantly because I think the biggest thing for me is that 
you know, I, I found the characters likable enough. There were, you know, and then there were some characters that I was like, wow, okay, you know, you get, they give you a little bit of background. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like they've said, there really wasn't much um, drive for me to care about these characters. I think the only characters that I really cared about, um, there was the one guy who kind of was like leading the pack, um, and he kind of died about midway through the movie, and that that was kind of upsetting. But outside of him, I mean, none of the other characters did I really connect with in any way, um, just because they all kind of seemed like generic cookie-cutter characters, um, nothing too particularly you know, great about them. But not only that, I, I think that for a movie that is, like you said, supposed to sort of rely on the concept of you need to escape this room before you die – um, there really wasn't much tension. There really wasn't any like close calls. There really wasn't anybody like dying, dying. Like from the main group, if I remember correctly, the only person that really died directly from a trap because of like an accident type thing was the guy who got shot with a laser. You know what I mean? Yeah. The rest of them, it, it, they either died by the people's hands or they died in other circumstances that were just kind of unfortunate. So there really wasn't like those high stakes. Like in Saul, you have the high stakes. These two people, they give you these detailed, you know, ex very explicit descriptions of their lives. You know what I mean? You, you know that one of them's a doctor. You know their family. You've seen their wife and children. You know that they have a kid at home. You know what I mean? And so you have these very deep connections to these people and their stories. And I feel like you kind of need that in these movies, um, like like these movies like Cube, especially the movie where – realistically the scenery is not changing you know what i mean you yeah. can't rely on scenery based uh, narrative so you really have to rely on the storytelling of the people and there just wasn't enough of that um and like dave said great kills um great effects in some places some cool traps it was nifty looking it just the story was greatly lacking in a lot of ways in my opinion <laughs> yeah it, it was and uh i i feel like I feel like it could have helped maybe if they had just maybe just cut off a couple of characters. Right? It's like they had so many characters. Right. And when, when you did hear find out a little backstory on them, you really didn't like them. You're like, ah, uh, this is, you know, they're, they're kind of dicks. Uh, so you didn't. They got killed. You're kind of like, ah, uh, OK. And um, I mean, even the one guy who the, the kid had the, you know, kind of had bonded with when you found out that, I don't know, he kind of didn't prevent his brother from committing suicide, you, I've kind of like, man, he's kind of a jerk too. And I know they, it's like they were trying to redeem a little bit. It, I just don't feel like it was effective. I don't feel like, um, I don't know. At, at the end, I know they, they tried the redemption of him and it, I don't know. It didn't work for me too much. Uh, it just didn't, I kind of felt like, Oh, okay. You kind of got what, <laughs> I mean, Oh, well <laughs> you had it coming. I mean, I don't know. And then there was, and then two things that kind of jumped uh, uh, missed it all. I, I kind of like, I guess the kid was there in the effort to re for the guy to redeem himself. Cause I'm like, why else is this kid here? And then I, I got pretty deep into the movie and I kind of realized, huh, they're not really talking about this girl at all. They're not really giving any, <laughs> anything about her. I think she's got a hand in this thing. <laughs> and, and she did. And it's just, I don't know. It was so weird. Um, I don't know. It was just, it, it was a little slow for me. Um, and, and, and not, I don't know, not, you know, I mean, I've watched a lot of movies on Screenbox lately and I've enjoyed pretty much all of them. And, uh, and again, some of them have been foreign films. Family Dinner was a, a you know, a foreign film uh, that I really, really enjoyed. 
and this one, uh, it didn't have it for me. And, you know, and when it's a foreign film and you have to kind of pay attention to those subtitles, I feel like they kind of need to be a notch above even because they've really got your, your attention, right? Because you can't kind of look away and, and, and just hear the dialogue and kind of keep up on it, right? You have to, you have to kind of really pay attention uh, and, and watch, you know, closely. And uh, I don't know. They just didn't hold my interest. And, uh, you know, and again, I know it was only like an hour and 43 minutes, and that's not horribly bad. <laughs> but for the oh. develop, as slow as the development was, I'm like, man, this is uh, it's taken a while. Um, if they had, uh, I don't know, it needed something. It needed something in there and uh, to, to kind of kick it up for me. And that didn't have it. Uh, so I was a little disappointed. Right. I was, I was kind of looking forward to it. I, I, I really like the concept of it. And um, and it didn't I don't know, it didn't deliver. It kind of let me down a little. Um, yeah, I was going to I was I was waiting for you to be like, man, this movie was too damn long. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's not, you know, it's not that it's that's a that's not a horribly long movie. But right. when it's this slow movie, it felt it felt like it was three hours to me. It really it didn't. There wasn't enough meat there for, you know, an hour and 45 minute movie for me. Um, again, I felt maybe if they had ooh, trimmed a character or two, cut a little bit of the lull out a little bit, got it down to an hour and a half. And I don't know if it would have saved the movie, but maybe I, you know, I wouldn't have felt like I needed to be, you know, trapped in a cube myself to avoid watching this thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, again, it, it kind of let me down a little disappointed because, uh, again, I, the concept was there and uh, and it was visually it visually was a great movie. Uh, it looked it looked really, you know, it looked great. The cube looked great. All the effects looked great. Everything was was spot on. Just not the story to me, not the development uh, that, that yeah. didn't live up to the rest of it. I, I agree. I definitely think there could be there could be more. There could have been more. And it maybe could. maybe they'll make another remake. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of years we'll get another one. <laughs> Perhaps. You know, and I think part of it, I mean, again, though, I mean, you know, again, the, like we said earlier, this is such a jam packed month. And I feel like you really got to knock it out of the park to stand out. Right. Because, you know, uh, you know, we, we we watched Body Farm, which for an independent film was very fun. And, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Renfield coming up and Evil Dead Rise coming up. And uh, mm-hmm. even when we talk about the the Exorcist movie. Uh, that we were, you know, the that was coming up, and there's there's all these movies in in here in uh, in April, and you know, and again, you know, I, I like I said, I enjoyed Family Dinner that just came out on Screenbox. That the Living with Chucky documentary is now officially out, which was a fun. I know it's not a horror movie, but it's still a fun, uh, you know, taking the you know chapter in the horror you know genre. There's all these things that you know you've really gotta you gotta nail it to to stand out right now because there's so much good content out there. And um, I don't know. I, I just felt like I felt like Cube uh, Cube missed, and uh, you know didn't hit it out of the park. I felt like they uh, struck out looking, and uh, not even swinging, just looking. They took call three. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm getting the ba- baseball metaphors in there, right? Because uh, I, I, I you know, but maybe the listeners do. I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan, so I've got I, I have the uh, the you know the game's not on, but the game day over here. So I glance over every once in a while. So I, I'm mixing up my metaphors here, but. Uh, <laughs> close enough yeah anyway so uh let's write this thing i'm flat out uh, i'm just gonna have to call it uh it to me this is a two out of five and um and that two is not they're not getting two screams based on the story to me though they're getting the two screams based on the uh the concept uh the the production value uh the effects and uh and, and again while the story wasn't there i think the acting was was pretty good 
I, I do think the actors did a, did a fine job in it. I just don't think they had enough content uh, to, to work with. So for me, this is a two screams out of five movie. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not very far off whatsoever. Um, I did a two and a half screams out of five. Um, the only reason I gave it two and a half screams versus a two is because I like the concept. I, I thought the actors did a superb job. Like you said, they all did a very good job with what they were given. Um, you know, like I said, I thought the concept was cool. Some of the kills were really neat. Um, and it definitely, it, it, it was a movie. It was just not, not the best story. And I think that the, the story is so important, especially with movies like horror movies, because some, you can't always just skate by with just cool kills and characters. So yeah, two and a half out of five for me. Well, there you have it. That is a cube. It is available on video on demand and screen box. So if I, you want to give it a watch, go give it a watch, uh, form your own opinion uh, and to see what you think. Uh, but I, now that we've done that, now with that, we've got our palate cleansing done uh, for April. I'm super psyched for the next two episodes, because like we said, next week, uh, we're discussing Renfield, which I'm super excited for. And then, uh, if, I mean, if I couldn't be any more excited the next week, we're going to discuss Evil Dead Rise, which I'm, oh, I'm off the charts excited for. Uh, so these next two episodes, uh, I, I'm psyched and it's going to be fun. Uh, so uh, no, I was going to say, absolutely. I'm super Excited for Renfield, but I am excited, but also a mixture of terrified for Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, man, the Evil Dead movies always, they always, I don't know, man, they kind of make your balls rescind a little bit. They're, <laughs> they're, they're some spooky ass shit. I mean, I mean, it, it really is like we talked, we talked about the demon and stuff, but man, they, they take it next level with some of this stuff. And I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm saying in that, 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 you know, chill your soul kind of way. Uh, and, um, and based on the trailers alone, uh, man, this one is. Woo-hoo. I think this one's going to make the hair stand up, uh, and I cannot wait. And uh, the, the chances are better than not. I, I typically go to early showings of movies on the weekend where there's not many people there. So there is a very good chance that I might be sitting in a theater, per, maybe even perhaps by myself, <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I may I may piss myself just a little bit. Who knows? Uh, but I will enjoy every moment of it, I'm sure. We'll we'll see. We'll We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in two weeks, so. Uh, but again, next week is Renfield, uh, the Dracula take uh, by uh, with Nicolas Cage in it. And uh, make sure you go and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to us and follow us on all the social media outlets that we discussed earlier. And Ike, before we close it out and get out of here, anything uh, you want to say before we go? Um, stay away from cheese graters. Um, you know, I've watched that Evil Dead Rise trailer too many times, mm-hmm. and I'm terrified to see what, whatever that cheese oh. grater does, man. Yeah, that alone gives me chills. Just, oh, I mean, just the thought of it is just getting me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. How about we got Renfield first? Let's get this. Don't get ahead of ourselves. Renfield, right. first, which I don't think is going to be quite as scary. It's, it's I, you know, I think Renfield's going to lean a little heavy into the comedy. We'll see if they lean a little too heavy into the comedy. Hopefully they there's some uh, some of the some some horror there, some scariness and, and some whatever to balance it out. So we'll see. We will talk about that next episode. Uh, But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.